Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am here with my favorite hosts, Derek and Ryan. How are you guys? Good. Good. Really good. Really, really, really good. Really yeah, good. Totally good. So good. You guys ready to do this? Ready to do this? We are so ready. All to right. Do this. That's right. So we are here to do three things. We are here to discuss the Dark Crystal. Chew bubble gum and kick ass. In preparation oh. for Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We are here to discuss the Matrix sequel, because that's a thing, guys. And we're here to talk about why Spidey was just ripped back into his universe. That's what we're doing. It's a little hyperbolic. You're hyperbolic. (laughs) All right, so so let's. Do you want to start with Disney news, or do you want to do non Disney news first? Because there's more Disney news than non Disney news. I don't think it really matters. All I don't right. think our listeners care how we categorize. Then let's start with the Matrix Four that was announced today, as we're recording this, which is Tuesday. Uh, as the one article I read, I didn't get to read a lot of them. It just only quoted one Wachowski sister on board, which was Lana. Did not say gonna, the other one? Right. Lana's going to direct and write The Matrix okay. 4, which will include Neo and Trinity. Yeah. Because why not? Because both of them died in the last movie they did. So for those of you who may not be familiar with The Matrix trilogy, you should go watch the 1999 The Matrix and then you should go watch other things because the next two movies are pretty terrible. And then your two heroes die in the third film. So how can they come back? Science fiction, wibbly wobbly stuff. Like yeah. that, they just inject their souls on. into some new babies. Yeah. I think they're going to inception it. And it's the, the real world is actually the, the real world, the matrix real world. Oh. And it's a matrix within a matrix. I a hate the words you just said. So they're going to find each other in the real, real world. Please stop, stop. talking. <laughs> This is why Will Smith turned down the role, by the way. That is not <laughs> why he did it. He did he... it to do Wild Wild West. Yes, he did. Wikiwa. Which I maintain, not a good movie, but it's fun. Yeah, the villain is great. Kenneth Branagh's hilarious. Look, like... It has fewer terrible sequels than The Matrix. 
<laughs> I mean, that's yeah that's a fact it also has more robotic spiders than the matrix it does and f- and less uh jesus ideology yeah checks out there's okay, a then. lot of that in the uh, especially the third matrix movie but there's a lot of that in the matrix trilogy. we are three minutes in and there is a lot to unpack based on what we just <laughs> said already <laughs> i'm not quite sure right. maybe we should just skip things so yeah so i mean they're doing a matrix four it doesn't make a lot of sense we only know those three people are attached to it um and and by people i'm sorry i guess i didn't say it's actually keanu reeves and um they're writing they're writing the keanu good good wave that's going on for him right now it's clearly what's going on i think you're right yeah there comes a time in every white male actor's life where he reaches a point and wants to do sequels to everything he's already done now keanu is kind of an outlier he's not just white he's a little white but still, he's following in the also, steps. Also, he has the success to actually be able to do that. If you talk about somebody like Steve Buscemi, if I mean, he wanted to do something, uh, if he wanted to do a no. sequel to every movie he's ever made, then I'm pretty sure that he doesn't have the star power to pull that if Steve as much Buscemi as we love him. Steve Buscemi wanted to do, like, Fargo 2. Yes. Or With if, Nicolas Cage? If he was the one who is like, man, I just really want to get the Coen brothers to do Big Lebowski 2 and write me back in, I'd be like, okay, Steve. Neither, you were the most disrespected character in that movie. Okay. Neither of you called me out on my mistake just then. You said Steve No, we Buscemi, ignored it. And I thought you were talking about Con Air. Yeah. Which I'd really love to see a sequel to. <laughs> Why? Because it's ridiculous. Con Air is amazing. Come on, I know Ryan, you want to see a sequel on. to it. You Nicholas would Cage's not. Yes, turn but I'm that an outlier, down. clearly. <laughs> you would not turn that down. I mean, it could be an hour and a half of Nicolas Cage's mullet wig blowing in the wind. <laughs> I guess it wasn't really a mullet, but you know what I mean, blowing in the wind. Oh, it wasn't a wig. <laughs> yeah. And plus that accent. Like, I could just oh, listen to man. him talk to me in that accent for an hour and a half, oh and I would pay $5 for that. I okay. always forget, like, all the people in that. Like, wasn't it, like, so John Malkovich and John yep. Cusack? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And then. St- is it Steve Austin? Machete himself was in there. Oh, Danny yeah. Trejo. Yeah. Who just Steve saved. Steve like, was in there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's why I thought we were yeah. talking about Con Air for a minute. Because I thought I heard someone say Nicolas Cage, and my brain well, tied Well, I as, probably did. Yeah. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> just happens. Um, so, Ryan says it so many times in his head, he has no idea which yeah. times he verbalizes it. It's, I'm just constantly thinking it. Sometimes it just comes out in conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, how happy would you be if Dark... Crystal Age of Resistance had a season two and they hired Nicolas Cage. I mean, like, I'd be a happy world's person. Worlds colliding, yeah. right? I'd be a very happy person. Would he just be himself? He'd be the first human in the Dark Crystal. <laughs> he'd be, no, he'd be the first Landstrider voice we hear. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. That's exactly what he would be. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. It's perfect. He's um, a Landstrider. So speaking of Keanu Reeves, because that's who we were talking about. Yeah, going oh, back. Oh, really? Okay. That was the segue I was going to use when Nicely it was done. relevant. Um, too bad birds of prey news they they've hired Did you just the, segue a segue <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> they've hired the john wick director, director uh, to punch up some action sequences yeah and jo- keanu reeves is the star of john wick so that was the segue uh, i don't know kind of loose okay it was weak but we can go there tighter. we can go with it Get Ryan, it tighter. Get what, it together. What, what do you think about this? I've only seen the first John Wick, unfortunately. I've, I haven't seen the third one. I've seen the first two. And uh, what's more impressive to me about those is the gun choreography rather than like fight choreography. The action scenes are great all around, but um, 
you know, Black Canary doesn't really use guns. Huntress and Harley do. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I, as as more of a fan of Black Canary and her being like one of the best martial artists in DC, um, I'd like to see that reflected, and I hope I do see that reflected. But yeah, I think for the action scenes for Huntress and Harley, that's a great move. I just mm-hmm. hope it also translates to Canary. I agree. I think this is probably a really fun move on DC's part, and. Um, I, I'm kind of like cautiously eager for this movie. I'm just, I'm tired of DC having hot mess films. I'm not going to call them terrible because I can sit and pinpoint exactly like what ideas they had originally or where the writers or directors were trying to go before studio intervention. But I just, I want this to be another Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, and not another Suicide Squad, Justice League. That's all. That's all I want. I understand. Mediocre superhero film. Like, bring back the 90s. Just (laughs) give me something watchable, please. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Okay, moving on then. Ryan's very happy about this, I'm sure. But it was announced this weekend that... Masters of the Universe Revelation. Why are you pointing me out? You guys are in it. You guys like Masters of the Universe also, I don't do. you? So, mm-hmm. well, see, and I I'm actually s- love the live action movie Masters of Master of the Universe. So you probably um, didn't wouldn't like the cartoon then. No, I like the, I, I like the cartoon, but I love the movie. I don't know why it's terrible, but I did. Yeah, and it doesn't really relate to Masters of the Universe at all. No. Other than just a name. I mean, Skeletor is there. That's about as far as it goes. Um Anyway, yeah, so Masters of the Universe Revelation will be an animated series. An anime. An, an, an anime. Yeah, it's not just an animated series. They actually called it an anime. Neat. Okay. Which is, not, there is a difference. There, no, there is. is. Yeah, I had not seen it called an anime specifically. I watched the panel where Kevin Smith revealed it at, okay. and they said it was going to be an anime, and I think it says it on the poster, too. Are they connecting it to the new She-Ra series no. at all? That's disappointing. It's connected to the old show. It's yeah. uh it takes place right where the old show left off, which it wasn't really like an over like an underlying theme through the whole show. Right. Uh, like it a storyline. There weren't like time. plot hooks, you know. <laughs> so I mean it's carrying on the same characters. But I when I watched the panel, basically Kevin Smith pitched it as um what if, Skeletor never really got close to what he wanted in the cartoon, right? He was pretty inept or whatever, but what if he actually did get close? And that's what the show is supposed to be, which makes me pretty excited. I don't like, really what if love he was Skeletor being completely an inept, posing villain, right? Okay. So, I mean, or that, he got his shit together at least for one attempt. You know, that does make sense. Then why it may not tie into Shira because maybe this show is directed towards a slightly older audience. Then, well, and also if you watch Shira, it, I don't know that it would make sense in the same universe. I mean, they, there are some fleeting references to Eternia and you know yes. He Man stuff, but. It's going to be a clearly different tone. I mean, as much as I'd love to see She-Ra, mm-hmm. you know, show up at some point or something like that, I don't know that the shows should be related in this case. I was thinking that it was going to be an eventuality and, you know, we would see kind of what the 90s did with Hercules and Xena and, you know, just kind of have a an all ages show that has crossovers. And but, I mean, it'd be cool. I just yeah. would. I don't know. I don't love the animation style for She-Ra. It's, it's, I watched the show and I enjoyed it, but I, I'm more of an adult anime type sure. fan, so I'm looking forward to the animation style for He-Man. It would be weird for them to do that style and then go to She-Ra's style. 
And it would also be weird for She-Ra to like change over into this style or yeah. whatever it's going to be. So I don't really know how they pull that off, but it would be cool. I'd love to see She-Ra show up. And I hope Tila yeah. looks awesome, and I hope she's a big part of it, you know? Maybe they just, you know, agree to have two different versions of the character like, you know, DC does with some of their stuff. Yeah. and. You know, we can have an all ages He Man join She Ra, and we can have an adult She Ra join. More, He-Man. more He Man, more Masters of the Universe. I won't ever complain about that. No, yeah. And Kevin Smith helming it. He is a really big fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he is the ultimate nerd. So anytime he gets his hands on a property, I never feel like he's going to butcher it. Because anytime he has some creative control over something else, he seems to do just fine with it. Yeah. I, when his name's attached to something, I tend to look forward to it. Yeah. You know? I don't necessarily love every single thing he's ever done. But no, like Jersey Girl and uh, Zach and Mary make a porno and like... Uh, it had its moments. Well, like parts of it were funny. Parts of it had Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith was trying to emulate other directors. He tried to make a rom-com. He tried to make a Judd Apatow film, and he knows that. He knows he wasn't trying to be himself He anymore. did during the panel say... You know, I am the guy that made yoga hosers as a joke, you know, for not people not to get their hopes up too much about it. But <laughs> as he I mean, he is a huge He-Man fan yeah. and um, yoga hosers was fun. <laughs> I never saw it. it but. Like he made the ideal film for his kid and it was pretty great. <laughs> like I can't. It's worth checking out. It was really as, fun. As like a father daughter gift. It, it was cool. I totally appreciated that. That's where he was coming from, and it shouldn't be taken more seriously than that. It was like a ridiculous, like B horror movie style type of thing. Like it wasn't meant to be taken super seriously. That was not the point. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway. So, so yeah. So okay. So let's talk Disney stuff. There's Big like news. a million Disney things. Right. Um. I guess we can get the Disney Plus stuff out of the way really quick because that stuff's really easy. Disney Plus lands on November twelfth in the United States, Canada, and the Netherlands. Um, it'll be six ninety nine USD at least. Uh, the the prices vary slightly in the other countries. Or for twelve ninety nine, you can get it bundled with uh, ESPN Plus and Hulu with ads. It will launch with the Mandalorian as a premiere day launch day show. They're gonna have most of the all the episodes for the Mandalorian. Um, I don't think so. It didn't. It, it, it doesn't spec. Nothing I've read specified. But I can't imagine they're going to drop all of it. The thing now seems to be to release one episode a week to kind of keep people subscribed. I mean, Netflix still doesn't do that. Netflix, though, is the only one that doesn't do that. No, now. Amazon also drops doesn't do everything that. at once. Amazon okay, and Netflix fine. drop everything at once. Hulu and uh, the smaller networks. Well, CBS All Access, DC Universe. That's what I said, the smaller yeah. networks. Uh, I'm, well, yeah, but like Stars, Showtime, HBO. So. I mean, those are smaller streaming services than... But they're big names. I mean, sure. those have been around for a really long time. So It's also what they're used to because it's the way they do the shows on cable. So. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so we did. A, I did a little poll on Twitter. There's still time if you'd like to vote. Um, you can still vote through... Well, by the time you're listening to this, I guess if you're not watching live, it'll be over. But I asked people if they would be signing up. And of course, Twitter gives you four choices. So the choices were, um, yes, signing up for the bundle. Yes, but Disney Plus only, undecided, and no. And I was curious, guys, what are you going to do? I don't know. I want to see what their um, no ads deal will cost. The problem with the no ads thing now is that I still get ads. It's not exactly 
No ads, never. Yeah. Yeah, like when I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's an ad before and after. It isn't no ads, it's limited ads. I know. But that's like the only show I watch where it's no ads, or where there's limited ads. Everything else is pretty much no ads. I would prefer doing that one too. If the content is currently airing, then I notice that it has some ads in between. And then um, if the content is, you know, backlogged, then not so much but i don't mind ads here and there you know i watch them on youtube i don't pay for youtube like what get an ad blocker jeez what year is this (laughs) (laughs) um anyway ryan what about you uh, again, I would rather do the no no ads version. So if there's an option for that, I, I would probably consider that. But um, otherwise, I'll go to the bundle, I'm sure. Fair enough. Um, on our poll, we had a tie, actually. Two two-way ties. 29% said that they would get the bundle. Also, 29% said they would just get Disney+. Plus. And then 21% both said they were undecided or no, they're not getting it. So fine. Um, still looks like nearly 60% of people are interested in signing up for it in some form. Well, and if the show, if the Mandalorian is good, then that will bring in more people. There's probably a bunch oh, yeah. of people that are waiting to see if that show's worth it. How many yeah. people did Game of Thrones bring to HBO? Brought me to HBO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm sure the Marvel shows will increase that interest as well. It mm-hmm. hasn't worked for DC Universe. So their shows have been good, and I haven't really seen more people talking about it, unfortunately. So. No, DC uses very odd and we've talked about it before, but like you know, it was difficult to even have a device that could run the app for a long time, and the show quantity is really small. Like at least with Disney, you're going to get like a massive back catalog of films and TV shows. You're going to get like all of the Simpsons, for example, the the classic Disney films. With DC Universe, it launched with basically just old DC stuff, uh, animated DC stuff, and then Titans and comics and comics, which yeah. most people aren't signing up to a streaming service for i would imagine it seems hit or miss you know cbs all access was able to do it with just discovery as their new content and dcu did the exact same thing put a bunch of back stuff on it and tried one new show and it wasn't as successful so i i'm not quite sure where the future may go for individual network stream I, I hope they're all shut down, though. Or join the bigger networks, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want monopolies. I don't want things bought out. I just don't all... I don't need everybody making exclusive, paid-for barrier content. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we're there already. You know, with Disney's comes out in November. Warner Brothers is launching HBO Max, which is their version of it, which I assume will eventually include all of the DC Universe. It's already going to include HBO. NBC is launching their own, supposedly sometime next year. There's no real date around that. Um, YouTube has Cobra Kai. YouTube Premium. Yeah, YouTube yeah. So like, there's there, oh, that's another one that drops their whole series at once. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of forgot about YouTube Red. Don't <laughs> but, they do a lot it's of... It's not called YouTube Red anymore. I think it's called YouTube Premium or oh, something like that. Um, but if you think about the major TV networks, right? Once NBC launches theirs and Warner Brothers launches theirs, that's it. There's nobody else left who doesn't have one. I think the uh, that CW could really benefit from exercising their streaming service. They've had one for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- all their shows 
are made for the teenage young adult crowd. Those are the people that watch their stuff more mobile anyway. So, you know, I actually think it would benefit them, whereas the majority of TV viewers for the major network are people that still don't pay for cable and have, like, rabbit ears, like... I mean, those people definitely still exist. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm related to them, so I know they still exist. <laughs> They're not... <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know what percentage of the market they make up anymore. I don't know. Um, you know, but the real issue is, you know, we could... Like, come on. Nobody is streaming, like, Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune anymore. Like, you pop that on basic cable, it's it's what's on or something. Yeah. So... I understand. Um, but it's going to get to a point where not having cable is going to be more expensive than just getting cable. Yeah. True. In Especially a, now they're doing cases. bundles with stuff that people don't, don't necessarily want. You know, the people that yeah. are doing Disney Plus probably don't really care about ESPN, you know, or any of that stuff with the Hulu. They're probably doing Hulu and Disney Plus and the ESPN is just like, it's okay. there. It could be like for a full household, like not to play into gender stereotypes too much or anything but like maybe dad wants espn maybe mom wants or maybe mom HBO. wants ESPN. yeah maybe like i dad said wants. oh my god well, like, like, i will certainly Disney watch Plus is for kids like, i will certainly I watch the epn espn stuff um i'm interested in that so i'll certainly watch it i only want to watch the ocho yeah, well that happens the they, they, they actually do that once a year usually i know it's like on um, april fools or something they, like that no it was actually just a couple weeks ago Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, like it, right it, during Shark Week. That it varies, seems... but but anyway, I mean, so but it is one of those things where I wouldn't pay extra necessarily to get ESPN, right? But are you? Well, I'm gonna probably get the bundle, because, right? So you are. Well, because it's part of the bundle. I'm not paying extra for ESPN. I'm paying this. Basically, what I would be doing is swapping my ads that I don't have on Hulu to get Disney Plus because my price won't change. I'll just have ads in my Hulu, and then on top of that, I'll have Disney Plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, but if ESPN was not included, would it, be, would it only be $10? Is what I'm saying. Well, right, clearly, I don't know. You right, know. It would be the question. If they don't offer that bundle, then th- that price doesn't exist. Right. And that's what I'm worried about. You guys are talking about you want you know, your limited ad Hulu. They may not offer that bundle. No, you're totally right. In that case, I'd, I will just consider doing six ninety nine. Yeah, in Hulu without without ads. So we'll that's see. fair. All right, so let's get to we've, we're spending a lot of time on news. So yeah, you know, it's like the big thing. We have to talk about it. So just about four hours ago, maybe five, uh, we learned that Sony and Disney have broken their deal. 
they are no longer going to be sharing Spider-Man in the MCU. Don't frame it like that. No one broke anything. They're not continuing it. They're not renewing it. There's not going to be a new deal for five more pictures or whatnot. There are also a couple of different stories going on right now. One of them says that they're still negotiating. Yep. Somebody, Joe Blow or somebody, went reached out to... Sony, I, I think it was IO9. IO9, and they said that that they Sony said that negotiations are ongoing. There so, are a couple articles that just say that Kevin Feige is not involved, but the MCU and Marvel and, and Disney, excuse me, still is. So Kevin Feige just wanted to be on board, which would be the first MCU movie since like what Incredible Hulk that he wasn't executive producer. And what's interesting there is that the resource or the the source that Ryan's mentioning um, or referencing, that person also said that it had to do with producer credits, um, which I don't know that I believe that Sony would be willing to walk away over a credit in a movie. Well, you know, that that yeah. that seems like something worth still sitting at the table. I have to a talk feeling about, they just really but, don't like Feige. I mean, that may be what it is. Yeah. There's there's, there's some lines in, in the articles that I've been reading today that reference the fact that Feige wants control over any Spider movie that Sony does um, and producer credit on any Spider movie that Sony does. That would include Venom or Into the Spider-Verse. And there's reports of the uncredited work that he did on other Spider projects, whatever, you know, and they're all untitled or whatever. And it just, I don't know, it's some, it just seems kind of sketchy. Um, but the reason I, I don't want people using the word like an agreement yeah. was broken or somebody killed a deal. This was a contract. The contract was fulfilled. So the contract is over. So mm-hmm. this is no different than if you have your contract with your cell phone provider and then your contract is up, you can then go do something else. Right. Without breaking you're that right. contract. And you're, I, I just, you're right. Phrasing is important because people are really slamming Sony for this. And I think that. A, without knowing the full deals, the full details of these deals, we can't have a complete opinion about what is fair or not fair. But I think it is also, I do think it is unfair to say a deal was broken or killed when there is no deal to break or kill. So instead of let's discussing this, because all three of us are on the exact same page, let's break down the facts for everybody because the three of us have essentially done our research slightly more than the average internet troll troll apparently twitter troll apparently okay my so my first negative interaction on twitter mm, today the, that. 20, 2019 well, welcome aboard buddy yeah I know. <laughs> i've been pretty positive before this okay so the original deal was for the spider-man character only to appear in five mcu movies far from home was it that was number five there were reports that that like if that made a billion dollars and there would be one more movie so i'm not sure whatever happened right. with that because didn't it make it, it did. did it did it crossed it of course again we don't know the the exact details of that contract it could have been something very specific mm-hmm. um about the time frame at which it would make a billion dollars um it is being re-released on august 29th with four extra minutes but it's already broken a billion so that's not relevant yeah it's not doing it it's more cash but it's not doing it because of right needing to cross that billion mark because that could be that could be sketchy but that isn't the case here the original contract also agreed to let tom holland play spider-man in an mcu movie and a sony movie so 
with this contract being over, Tom Holland could still appear in films in Sony. Sony Studios, if no new contract is reached, he's still able to continue. He may be out of a job because sometimes that's how contracts work, but he may not be. He could still be used. Um, what else do we know? Oh, the original content uh, contract was for a few side characters only, things like Ned and MJ, not Mary Jane, not Harry Osborn, and not a lot of the villains Aunt May either. Probably was yeah, part of that. Aunt May was part yeah. of it. The mention of Uncle Ben, but he was not allowed to be cast. That's why we did Which not. Which is fine. Right. <laughs> I've seen but... him die too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, again, that's why we didn't see him die a third time already. So It also makes me, this whole thing makes me worry a little bit that like we'll never get to see Michael Keaton back. Yeah. You know? Well, so it raises some interesting questions. Like right? is Vulture controlled by Sony or Marvel Studios? So if, if we assume for a moment that this deal is done, that they're not moving forward, because I mean... Anything could be negotiated tomorrow, right? right? Uh, but if we assume that this is the end of the road for this this partnership, um, what does Sony continue the rights for? What does Marvel continue the rights for? Can Marvel bring back Mysterio or J. Jonah Jameson or the Vulture? Right? Mm. Like I don't know, and I don't know what Sony can use. We do know that he can that they Sony can use Tom Holland as Spider Man, so we could see him in his own movie under in Sony in Venom, something in the spider verse, if they wanted to do some crazy crossover stuff. Um, but you know, we know bits and pieces about why some of this, these conversations may have broken down. Some of the reports are saying that Disney wanted a 50, 50 co-financing deal, uh, which included anything spider related, which I mentioned earlier. Um, and also that would lead to 50, 50% of the profits. Right. As well. And, and to those who don't know, and Ryan mentioned this to me earlier today, and it's important to bring up again, is that Disney gets a hundred percent of the merchandising rights. So that means that they don't just make money off of mcu spider-man toys and merch they are also making money off of venom and into the spider-verse like even their movie posters that are being printed and then sold sony is not seeing so mc marvel and disney aren't involved in venom or into the spider-verse at all but they still are reaping all the profit from toys and clothes which is uh, star wars prove proved that it was the biggest money oh, maker yeah. relating yeah. to a movie movies are not as profitable as toys absolutely and, and toys and merchandise and this is the case this was the case prior to this original contract and this would be the case when this contract either is renewed or not renewed right so at the end of the day disney stands to still make a fortune off of the character of spider-man yes um so i think it's important just to kind of keep that in mind but in the new negotiations, rumors have it or articles are reporting that Disney wasn't going to let up of that. So they were going to end up making 50% of the profits on movies they were not a part of and 100% of profits on merchandising as well. So in the end, Disney sounds like they were trying to bully Sony out of even more money. And when it comes down to it, like Derek told me earlier, Sony is not a bigger movie studio than Disney, but it's a bigger company than Disney. They're they're more diversified. They're they're they have in their hands in more pots, right? They have the entire PlayStation division. They have their technology division, which includes televisions. They own like Blu-ray is Sony. Don't they make like musical instruments? They and, do. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to their business that's much more complicated than your average movie studio, right? Or production company. Right, because Fox isn't like this. Fox is just media content. This is not the same argument. 
but what's what's important here to kind of to kind of keep in mind is also these kind of credits these producer credit things could also lead to disney having a lot of creative control over any spider characters and then by that point sony has essentially sold spider-man without selling spider-man you think about it producers are able to get their hands in so many different things sure there are the kind of producers that just cut the check and walk away but there are also the kind of producers that are on set every day like feige Right. Critical control over everything from, you know, script writing to hiring and firing and production. And and Sony has made it clear that Spider-Man is not for sale. And so if the deal is that they're going to start losing creative control and they can't make their own movies without having Disney's fingers all over it, they're not going to take that deal. And I think that that's a fair thing for them to think for characters that they rightfully own, that they purchased uh-huh. clean and clear without any shady operations. They just bought those characters. So a Sony, if they're renegotiating, you can bet that Sony is going to try and get a bit more. Now, I don't think that they want to screw over fans because in the end, we're the ones that lose out on content. I don't think they care about fans. I don't it's think, a business. They, well, they I don't care think about people money. want to ostracize their fan base. Ever, I don't think they like, want to, but I don't right. think also they're going, well, we should definitely do this deal. Not that you implied this, but they're not like sitting in a boardroom going, man, our fans are going to be really mad. We should do this deal. It's going to make us lose a lot of money just because our fans need to be well, happy. So I will say this. Now, this is just from my perspective, how I'm inferring things. It feels like Disney's trying to make that happen, though. Yeah. Because if you look at the way the Spider-Man character has been handled, they didn't just bring Spider-Man into the MCU. They made Spider-Man basically the most important character ending phase three. Post Endgame, it's Spider-Man. So what they did was is they went and said, we have one movie left for this character. Let's make him the most like let's make him the linchpin of phase four. And then the contract is up. Now everyone's going to be really upset and really pissed off and go to Twitter. Boycott Sony is trending on Twitter tonight, right? If Sony doesn't renew our contract with them. And then we can ask for a shit ton more money. And if Sony backs out, they're the bad guys. Yeah, they're the bad guys. But then their entire MCU is kind of in trouble because they've made that the linchpin. I mean, they're going to continue doing good movies regardless of Spider-Man. But if they've made him the linchpin, then that gives Sony some... It power does. because they need they they need spider-man to make their plans go the way they want them to go at this point over the next two years according to phase four we weren't going to see spider-man anyway and that also could have been our first clue that this may or may not be a thing i because i believe that if they wanted another spider-man movie in phase four they would have extended it it probably would have been 2022 that we saw it but we don't really know what happened to that they get an extra film if it hits a billion thing right right that's not been talked about during all of these these news breaks it's almost like that never happened Mm -hmm. Um, even though it was big news when it it happened yeah yeah so i don't know maybe there is still gonna be another one and we don't this is this means after that but this could explain why phase four is so short why they sure only showed us the next like four movies instead of the next 10 movies that this 
they could have known about this for a lot longer than what we've known about this. But this was always a possible outcome from the beginning. It was probably a plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, Disney this is the likeliest outcome the entire time is that the contract would not be renewed. And if they don't, if there's no news about them reaching a, an agreement, you can bet at D23 there's going to be some guilt bombs dropped, you know, on the fans about Sony by Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin oh, Feige Disney. will come out and say, I wish we could have reached a deal because we had some so many great plans for the mm-hmm. character. And then all the Spidey fans are going to pop up their boners and, and get their torches and start chasing down uh, Which Sony. Which is completely unfair. Like, look, you can be mad at Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 all you want. You can. MCU has also made some bad movies, guys. Like, bring it down a notch. But they are on a uphill swing with Venom and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, their latest Spider-Man movie is literally... Oscar winning. could be the best of all the Spider-Man movies. Agreed. Up there with Spider-Man 2. Like, that's their most recent one. And Venom was debatable, but it made a lot of money. It made a ton of money. And they're already making a sequel with Andy Serkis directing, which is a big freaking deal. That's huge. And they could use Tom Holland now if there is no second contract with Marvel. Yeah. So, that would be a fantastic move because... Tom Holland and Tom Hardy are both fantastic actors who could probably act the shit out of it together. They'd have a lot of fun, I bet. I think it would be a really fun movie to watch. I I liked Venom as ridiculous as it was. I thought it was fun. It didn't really feel like a 2018 film, but I enjoyed it, and it made a lot of money, so you're going to see more of it. I crack jokes at it because I think there are certain parts where it takes itself too seriously, but I think there's also parts where it knows exactly what it is and has fun with it. Well, also the memes afterwards were so good. I mean, did you guys ever think we'd see a sane tom hardy jump into a lobster tank and just start eating crustaceans like his character wasn't i kind of dreamed about that you know like i kind of wanted that to happen in my wildest (laughs) dreams but you know it's in ryan's dream if nicholas cage played cletus cassidy then i would be in See, I just I just want Woody Harrelson to shave that hair. I really don't think the red hair is what you should have stuck with for Cletus Cassidy. How much yeah. better would Nick Cage have been, though? Like, right? Oh, Nick Cage would have been the best. And the curly <laughs> red wig would have been the last thing I was exactly. looking at. I, look, Nicholas Cage would have been great. But I think Woody Harrelson. Sure, he's going to kill it. I love Woody too, Harrelson. But, so I don't want to yeah. belittle that. Because, uh, I, I mean, he's I, done something. I just great. think that Cage has the crazy thing down. Cage has the you crazy know, thing. Psychopath down. he can do. I mean, it's right in his wheelhouse. I think if you were to take um, his characters from War for the Planet of the Apes and Zombieland and kind of throw them together a little bit, but make him like truly evil, I think that's that's what you got right no. there. You obviously you never read for- a Carnage book. You guys Go are on. forgetting that Woody Harrelson already did this. He already played this character he in Natural Carnage? Born Car- oh, Killers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like that guy <laughs> is a serial killer. He went in front of a court in that movie and shot people in court while he was defending himself. Like he has already played this insane character before. I just without the hair. He... Yeah, he didn't have red enough hair for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind, Rachel. We take your point I, away. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't, I it, lost it, my argument yep. because I've watched this movie already. It won't, it won't work when he's wearing that wig. That's right. It's just, it's anyway, on. everything <laughs> sounds like it's a done deal, but we know how business works. We know that everything could still be up in the air because we don't know what's going on behind scenes. We don't know what these actual numbers are that they're looking at and just how significant things are. All we know is that we haven't lost Tom Holland or Zendaya just yet. 
it's still possible that this kind of storyline can continue. Negotiations are never done in Hollywood, like ever done. They're never in done Hollywood. in this household, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> la- last just... last week we were talking about just ignore that. how CBS and Viacom are remerging, right? Sure. Those talks have been going on for six years. Yeah. Okay. So three years ago, people probably were saying, oh, it's been three years. This is never going to happen. And then it happens, right? So it may not happen tomorrow. It right. may not happen six months from now. But at some point, Disney and Sony may come to an agreement. It's very possible. There are a few things that we can guarantee are just never going to happen. A Gambit movie with Channing Tatum. <laughs> The release of Avatar 2. A good Dark Phoenix movie. A good Dark Phoenix movie. <laughs> you know, most of it's X-Men related. Aww. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's sad. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back in just a moment to talk the Dark Crystal, guys. Hey guys, we are back and we are going to talk about Dark Crystal. All right. So as you all know, when we talk about movies, we talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen a 37 year old movie, I'm so sorry. It's not really really like recent. It is. It's 37 year old. Spoiler, yeah, it the is. spoiler ban uh, is lifted. 1982. Yes. Yeah. For those of you without calculators. For those of you who like just have a big mesh of the 80s in your head and you know you're kind of high during that time, this is the Jim Henson movie without David Bowie. Think this is, but he would have fit in really well. Yeah. <laughs> this is pre Back to the Future. This is pre Ghostbusters. Pre Stranger Things. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both in timeline and. When season one take place of Stranger Things? 83. Everything's going to be over the course of like a year. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So pre-Stranger Things. The, the Stranger Things kids had already seen this movie. It's true. Yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was one of the first mo- really like, I don't even know if it, how much money it may actually made at the box office, but it it's one of the first like cult classic kind of movies from the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot in 80 and 81. No, I don't think there was really. There you was don't. a lot of 1970s cult classics. And... Sure, even in 79, you yeah. know, in the late 70s. But yeah, when you start getting 80, 81, there's not really that much then. 82 is the mm-hmm. first. So I wouldn't say it did poorly necessarily. Henson had some clout to his name by then. He had been working for Sesame Street for a while. Yeah. So it its opening weekend was only four point six million, but it ended up bringing in just over forty one point six million in nineteen eighty two. In nineteen eighty two, so that's actually not terrible. Um, at the end yeah. of the day, if you think about it, um, we're gonna pull up some other movies that it came out with. No, the Henson and the Muppets—they've definitely had worse performing movies. So yeah. it's this is probably closer to middle of the pack, I bet. Right, which for a movie that's completely you know puppets 100 percent 
and you know no real human anything in it no all the backdrops are made everything's made you know it's pretty impressive i mean i wouldn't even call the skeksis humanoid no not really they were very i mean they kind of walk on two legs but that's about they're bipedal yeah yeah. but so it came out the same week as tootsie actually which is kind of funny it tootsie won the weekend with 10.6 million dollars so it blew him out of the water right and that's a movie i'm sure most of us have heard of Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was in theaters the same time. It was- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's in theaters at the same time as 48 Hours, Airplane 2, the sequel, and E.T. Oh, well then. It's a pretty big release to Another go up against. Another puppet movie. Uh, those were all in theaters at the same time, which cool. is kind of cool. Uh, Six Weeks also came out that week, and an officer and a gentleman had been in theaters for 21 weeks. That's insane. Wow. Why did you guys watch that movie so long? <laughs> <laughs> So it did not do poorly. It's considered a cult classic now, which is kind of interesting, considering it actually did fairly well at the time. Cult classics don't necessarily have to perform poorly. It just has to be like either misunderstood or appeal to a niche audience. I think for this movie, after it came out, it apparently did fairly well, but then it kind of dropped off the spectrum. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't really that popular in the 80s after that. And it didn't really start getting a comeback until probably somewhere in the 90s when kids of my generation started watching it for the first time. I don't think I watched it until I was probably four or five. So it would have been, you know, 88, 89. I watched Labyrinth for the first time when I was eight. So it was in the... Labyrinth I probably saw when I was younger. You know. It is slightly less scary images, I think. But I didn't see Dark Crystal until I was in my teens. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So we, we definitely had uh, the VHS of both of those. And I remember the Dark Crystal one because the box was like this green plastic, you know, because it could clear just... see-through plastic. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, it couldn't just be like a regular box, you know, kind of like how the ET VHS had the green on it. Like, it just couldn't be normal. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it was the yeah. 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah. So I mean, I've been watching the Dark Crystal as long as I can remember, it was one of my earliest movies, which maybe in retrospect, it shouldn't have been. It's a little on the creepy side, but I don't know. So that, that stuff never bothered me. You grew me. up to be a well-adjusted adult. You're fine. We all rewatched it for this. We yeah. did. So Just within the last like 48 When was the last hours. time you had watched the movie before this? Maybe a year or two ago. Okay. So you watched long. it pretty recently. I love it. So I don't, I don't try to like, I don't want too much time to pass. Yeah. I had only ever seen it once before, and that was my first watching when I was 15. So it had been <laughs> years since. Yeah, approximately three decades. Uh, yeah, um. yeah. I am 58. <laughs> That's right. She looks great for her age. Uh, no, mine was some, probably similar to yours, Derek. I, th- I seem to watch it like once every 18 months or so, it seems know. like. So, so what did you guys think watching it this time? What You guys watched it with each other. So this was your kinda. first time watching it with each well, other, right? We kind of watched yeah. it together. One of us fell asleep. It wasn't me. We watched it like nine o'clock at night on the couch and we I was like under eight. a blanket. Like, yeah, I fell asleep. Um, Not because the content was boring. I was actually really into it this time around. 
Yeah, I mean, so I have the 25th anniversary DVD, and so I was immediately disappointed. Weird flex, bro. Because I thought I had bought the Blu-ray when that came out, and apparently I just never got around to it. That's disappointing. So, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but uh, the DVD is fine. You know, it's it's certainly not the same upconverted quality, and the DVD like, menu is super simplistic. I streamed people, it in 4K on Netflix. People is it, put... Is it 4K? more effort into dvds than they do net uh blu-rays now like i i mean movie directors and content producers that kind of thing they they have more special features i've noticed like special features now are kind of paltry compared to what they were just like 10 years ago yeah and with this they have literally like an hour and a half long documentary Mm -hmm. behind the scenes of of that of the dark crystal and if they do not offer that for Age of Resistance, I may be they, a little They already bummed. said they're going to. Oh, good. Yeah, they good. said that. I think they said at the same time the show releases, they're also releasing the behind the scenes. Nice. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess to better answer your question, I mean, it was great to watch it again. There were a few things I had just kind of, you know, forgotten about or maybe missed over the years that there's just so much going on in some of those scenes. It's hard to pick everything up every mm-hmm. time absolutely so the first time around i was really focused on kira as a year before i met a guy who's like you look and act like kira and i was like what are you talking about it's kind of a weird thing to say but yeah yeah look like a muppet yeah (laughs) that doesn't really emote with their face at all look she's a pretty little gelfling who has wings i was not insulted she's the hero of the film right you should not be insulted but it is a little bit of a weird thing to say about somebody um you probably just should never tell anybody they look like a muppet no i like slash looks like a muppet i'm not in bad company <laughs> it's fine it's true. does he look like a muppet or does the muppet look like him no <laughs> no anyway so kira's always stuck with me her uh her heroic moments her wings and uh, the wing reveal yes the of course not you're a boy like i just love that boys don't have wings like fucked up i feel oppressed <laughs> you would and then of course hashtag her- all men don't have wings <laughs> <laughs> and then of course her death always stuck with me so uh. this time around re-watching it i was able to focus on so many other aspects like uh, as a kid all the skexies kind of just blended together and now it was very obvious they were all very different yeah they all represent one of the sins if you go through and watch yep. that and look for it, you can definitely spot it that way. So Ray mentioned that to me. I had not heard that before, but there's 10 of them. So yeah. who are the other three? There's a couple that are like... Extras. Could, yeah, they can kind of go for any, uh, you know, okay. several of the sins. But there's certain specific ones where you're like, okay, that's clearly what they're going for. And there so, are three that die. What, yeah. what is Chamberlain supposed to be? I don't think Chamberlain. Yeah, I don't think Chamberlain is any of them. I I think he's one of the kind of extra ones. Either no, scientist is also not. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up while we talk. I let you guys borrow the uh, encyclopedia, visual encyclopedia for the Dark Crystal. You should definitely check it out. But there is a page where it has a beautiful like uh, shot of all the Skeksis, like individual headshots of each one, and you can that one when you're looking at it and going, okay, yeah, you'll see it then. I mean, it's pretty obvious which one's which. Plus, you'll recognize the personality. Um, so one one of my favorite aspects of the movie has always been the connection between the Skeksis and the Mystics. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, it's funny to watch it and like 
realize kind of how obvious those connections are to the crystal. And right. when I was like, you well, know, they flat out say at the beginning that when the crystal broke, the Skeksis were formed and the mystics were formed. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're but obviously four connected. years old. No, they old. kept saying appear. <laughs> appeared. They didn't say yeah. formed. They, they appeared. appeared. Um, and so when I'm like four or five years old, I didn't really put together the connection until it happens in the movie that like, oh, the crystal puts them together and kind of thing. But as an adult, I guess they, they do kind of telegraph that pretty well. Yeah. And also the fact that those like mystical floating creatures are called Urskex makes it kind of obvious, too, because all the yeah. mystics are named Ur something and Skex. Obviously, all the all the Skeksis names have some sort of Skek in them, basically. I guess I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they actually say that in the movie. So they don't it's say fair, the but Uru part, but they say the Skeksi part, of course, over and over again. They just keep calling them the mystics. They so. don't say that they're called Ur Skeks when they're right. like the one being, but it's yeah in the yeah, lore. It's that's right what on it is. here as I'm looking it up. So Yeah. So that when you know that, it's like, okay, this all makes sense now. It all came together. So one of the coolest things about this, though, is there are no like living beings in this movie at all. There's no humans. There's no animals. It's all puppetry. Yes, there are. Are there? Mm-hmm. Are we- like characters? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised us. you didn't catch it with all the rewatches. But there's um, basically all the scenes that are like wide shots of the Gelflings running uh-huh. is a child in a oh, robe. Sorry, that's oh, not what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's not what you I mean. You meant like actual I mean, characters. Are, well, you don't actually see a human, yes. Yeah, there are no characters in the movie Correct, yeah. that are humans or animals. They're right. all puppets. Right. Is what I meant. That's true. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, some people think that there's legitimately like no humans ever on screen. And, and I guess... That could be debated, but <laughs> that's semantics, yeah. I think. But to your point, yeah, like when he's up on the wall or whatever, right, it's yeah. clearly somebody running. And there's a few other scenes if you watch for it where you can tell that is not a puppet. He moves different, yeah. And yeah, sorry, yeah, it's but okay. It's just so all the other Jim Henson productions, I think, include some other living humans, creatures. Yeah. So, like there's humans in them, you know, right? Like the Muppets, of course, right? There's always humans, labyrinth, in the Muppets, you know, labyrinth has. You know, David Bowie and, and others. Um, <laughs> so um, I like that. I think it's really interesting because there's it's harder to relate to characters in this because none of them are like you. Yeah. They're all different. And um, the whole thing is very alien. And I think maybe that's why I gravitated towards it so much because I, I love science fiction. And this is probably the most science fiction yeah. Jim Henson production. Mm, Farscape. I always forget that's Jim Henson, but there's still a lot of like live action humans. Sure, but I mean, I don't think you could say that this is more sci-fi than Farscape. No, I forget. I forget that Jim Henson is Farscape. Um, But uh, which is really worth a rewatch if you haven't watched it. Farscape's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the the great thing to your point about this is that in every scene, you can look anywhere on the screen other than the main character, and there's probably something going on there that you've never noticed before. Like there's every scene has either a little bug running by that's a puppet or like some tentacles moving over in the corner that are, that's a puppet or like these weird bubble things on the floor that are, that's a, some sort of human controlled thing. But uh, there's always something everywhere. The world is very alive mm-hmm. and it was executed very well. And it really holds up. A lot of it holds up. I'd it say that the only thing it doesn't hold up is the Gelflings themselves. You can, you know, the face looks aged, right? Like the textures they use for the faces and, and the way they move. And you like when they're sitting naked in the very beginning. And you oh, can he's see playing like, his flute. Yeah, you can see like the joints and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, and even the way they move to an extent. 
you know, da- is dates them a little bit. When you get up close on the Mystics, and a lot of their movement th- is not dated at all and looks wonderful. Same with the Skeksis. I mean, there's a lot of that where it's like, wow, this could come out today. It's the faces. And it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's the faces more than anything. Because the, the scene in the beginning, they could have avoided just by having them wear clothes. There's no reason for them to be naked in that scene, really. Yeah, that was weird. Um, And so they could have just hidden that. But throughout the rest of the film, you're right, though. Uh, when Jen and Kira are talking, their faces are much more static than any other character. Yeah, if you watch like the scene when all the Skeksis are around the Dark Crystal and they're getting like the... Uh, message or whatever they're getting the the light in their eyes and it goes like a slow pan of a lot of the faces you can see like things like their faces moving muscles in their jaw mm-hmm. or like you know they're like chamberlain's eyes twitching a little bit the lower lid and stuff like that and it's things like that it's like man how much money in cg would that have cost to do uh, you know what i mean it and it looks so much more realistic part of me wonders if it was maybe it was a budget problem because jen and kira are on screen more than any of the others and maybe they needed to have more simple designs because of that. They probably had to do more movement. Right. And so they had to make them in a very specific way. I'm not complaining about it at all, but that's probably the only part of the movie that looks dated. And when you look at Age of Resistance and the trailers uh, for it, I mean, the Gelflings do not look... I mean, they look beautiful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, clearly, Henson Studios also agrees <laughs> that they looked a little dated in the original all technology advances they're certainly not building them the exact same way they were in 1982 right you know um but speaking of the skexies faces though the scene where the emperor drinks the essence yeah and he becomes young again so, i mean you know temporarily <laughs> for, yeah for, for a couple of seconds uh the the effects on that are super cool yeah they are it's really great it reminds me of kind of the special effects that were used in poltergeist a bit you know um and it just i think that just still looks really neat I like that kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Ray. You're, Hi. You've been very quiet. No, Were I you was, sleeping? No, I was looking at Oh, I didn't at, know if you fell asleep. Stop it. <laughs> you two have been... Go- like, you do that, but we you do. two get into conversations back and forth, and I'm just like, all right. I'm sorry. Cool. Go, go no, ahead, No, you're please. fine. No, I, I was pretty much enjoying what you guys were saying. Like, it's you're all... enjoyable people, Very so. valid and stuff. Um, to quote the younger kids... I forgot how lit that podling party was. Like, oh man, they, that song they is can a throw a banger. Banger, yeah. <laughs> like no, that was fun. That was a really fun scene to watch. That song is pretty amazing. Like, well, then when you see the contrast between that and the Skeksy party, which is basically yeah. them just eating the frog creature and like sh- shoveling things down their gullets. Uh, so nasty yeah. oh my god watching them eat was so disgusting and i think it like obviously it was supposed to be so it, yeah. it evoked the correct emotion don't yeah. get me wrong um oh man I just, or so, even uh, even like the gartha master when they're doing the trial by stone you see like the drool falling yes, out of his mouth like so you know creative. stuff like that is great well you had i forget the name of the skexy that has the little finger forks in the dinner scene, yeah, and I, every time I watch it, every time I look at it, I go, "That's like the really prop. Idea. That's like the really proper one, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. 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 I just think that's a kind of a cool utensil, and I'm sure like there's a reason behind that design. Maybe it was easier for them to move the puppet that way or whatever. But I don't know. It seems like a cool concept. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, each of the Skeksi is are individual. You know, they have their own personality and they have their own way of talking. They were clearly they made to have a role. Each one of them has their own role. Um, it does make me a little bummed out that the mystics didn't get that in return like we kind of see them have separate jobs roles but yeah it's not nearly as obvious and especially in their character design only one of them talks like the 
Derek was really impressed that the credits had the puppet performers first and then the vocal actors second. And while all the mystics, of course, had puppet... Uh, Puppeteers. Thank you. The uh, There was only one voice for the mystic, and that right. was the wisest. Oh. Or whatever his name. Thanks, dear. That's Derek's orgasm noise for people that don't know. <laughs> he starts humming like a mystic. <laughs> Yeah. What, you don't do that? <laughs> I don't think that's a normal thing. No, I go, mm. <laughs> Gelfling! Oh, man. Gelfling friends! Yeah. Oh, Chamberlain. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Chamberlain. Chamberlain is one spicy piece of meat, I'll tell you that much. Okay, so legit like when, when the emperor is dying we yes. and my brothers used to quote that all the time like i am still emperor <laughs> scene and then he like disintegrates that was great yeah um but then chamberlain getting stripped of all his clothing and everything that is like super damaging even to me as an adult yes so i can't Watching imagine that how was i incredibly- dealt with it incredibly intense like how humiliating it- that's, I think that's, that is worse to me than I think just being like publicly flogged or beaten or something like that. I think I could take that if we were back in medieval times, but like, it, same with Game of Thrones when Cersei was made to walk naked in the street and had like rotten Yeah, food Chamberlain did it like, first. Exactly. Exactly. Chamberlain was first Game of Thrones. Oh man. Get your shit together. George R. R. Martin stole that. No. Just- so when you, when you think about like the political structure though of the Skeksis and, and he, I guess even the Mystics too, there's such a small group now, right? Um, I mean, there's there's eleven, you know, when when we start, right? And um, they still follow like all of their traditions, all of their laws, yeah. all of the rules. It's all very trial strict. by stone. Yeah, like the trial by stone. It's it's a cool scene and all, but like it's amazing to me that they still follow those rituals. And then I guess it kind of makes. It's it's a little confusing because they don't want to kill each other off because there's only like ten of them left. Yeah, so they, you think right? they're gonna fight each other with the swords, <laughs> but then they just like start chopping at a rock. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. I was like, those are cool swords. They're gonna. I always each wanted other. one of those swords. Yes. They're so cool looking. They are cool swords. Maybe now with the new show is the opportunity for prop uh, makers. They are Chronicle Collectibles is releasing the Skeksy Emperor uh, scepter. That's it's, cool. Which is really cool. It's like 300 bucks. Love Shout out to Chronicle Collectibles. Sponsor the show. Give Jen's me one. I flute. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's totally really like that. cool. It's a big character piece for her. Like, you know, it's really important for her character. Or for uh, his character. Sorry. Um, he's constantly playing that flute. Yes, you know, throughout the entire movie. And it's cool. It's, you know, that's how we meet him. We meet, yeah. And that's what he does when he feels safe and happy. So I, yeah. it's very important to him. So in, in the trial. Gender identity is weird in Gelflings. Rachel, don't give me that look. <laughs> When, in in the trial by stone scene, when the emperor, when the well, what's the guy's name who actually becomes the emperor? I don't remember uh, his name, but I think yeah. he's a Gartham master. Yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about, right? So he goes and he hits the sword, or he hits the stone. He's just he's so proud of himself. He's so happy. I'm like, you didn't do anything, man. <laughs> but everybody's like, oh, look what he did! Like they're all talking and you know really impressed by it. And then know. Chamberlain does it, and he's like this weakling, but he still hits it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah and they're all impressed. Yeah, with him too. exactly. Like, so when he, when he when he comes it. back and like chops the thing in half, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I don't, he was so mad, his rage. 
Now, how do they do it? If they have another ember, they just chop lower on the rock. They have to get a different stone. Oh, okay. It's just a stone. It, it looks kind of special, though. Maybe I just think so. I think they've just been using it for a, very for a long, long time. time. Yeah. So uh, before we end, I think we should talk about Agara because she is, like she's some, amazing. Some of these characters are talking about to a persist. cool female character, like and yeah, Absolutely. and she's going to be in the the show, which is interesting. Yeah, the Skeksis and the Mystics should be the exact same ones. We should just see more of them because mm-hmm. they haven't died off yet. So, but the well, Gelflings have a shorter lifespan, so we should see. Like we're obviously seeing. Um, a ton more of them because they haven't been. Well, this is a thousand genocide. years uh, right before it, the show. I, th- I thought it was five hundred before. No, the show. it's a thousand. Because they say in the show that a thousand is when the crystal is cracked, mm-hmm. or in, in the, the movie. movie. Right. Yeah. But I, I think this was... we're going to watch the crystal crack in th- this that's what show. I thought this whole thing was. can't be there yet. Then it, nobody's saying that in the first episode or two they are. Well, it's just it seems like the, in the trailer everyone already knows who the Skeksis are. That's and they're true. Doing something bad. So I thought they were already. They can there. cut a trailer any which way they want. Well, that's true. I just I, I thought I had read an article that said five hundred years. Yeah, you might have. I thought it was closer to a thousand. Maybe I'm confusing that because the Mandalorian takes place five years after the Return of the Jedi, and I'm just confusing my numbers. But look, I I'm more than happy to go like fact check this after that or whatever because you know I I want to be correct. I don't want to talk about. Right, because it seems, but Agra will be in it. Yes, yes. Agra's in it. All, of course, all the Skeksy characters and Mystic characters will be the same, and we'll probably get more from all of them. But the Gulflings will be new, and you we'll get, get to see, see way more clans. Yeah, of the Gulflings, all the clans, yeah. and uh, how they conduct themselves, how they're different from each other. So that should be a lot. Which fun. clan uses Shanks? Mm-hmm. So we've seen them in the trailers versus Shivs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Agra, Agra, yeah. So she's this really neat paranoid witch lady yeah. hermit and i love her is she paranoid a little bit I mean, rightfully so i mean she, I mean she has her whole place covered in like these creepy vines that are these like like they can see yep. but they also can't see and they can they're prehensile so like that's a really interesting defense mechanism well they didn't have like an alarm system but they had then, moats you know? like <laughs> moats. you know moats Not up existed. in the mountains true. she's up in the mountains she is up in the mountains that's true you can't have a moat in the mountains you don't know that that would just be a valley oh, waterfall flows you never know in thra things might work differently right maybe. get maybe. out of here maybe she's trying in the valley. to argue true she could be <laughs> anyway she's a valley girl she has the coolest possession on the planet and that is the uh crystal shard no, the solar oh. system. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. That's amazing. But she also likes to steal stuff. Like, yeah. when she steals the thing from the Skeksy uh, party, I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so there's one thing that really stuck with Ryan his entire life about Agra. And what is Her nipples? That? <laughs> yes. Because oh, I was going to answer that when you said possessions. I was going to be like, her nipples? Yeah. Because they're yeah. like... They were more apparent than I remember. Yeah. I think you were just looking for them like I no, was. Because I was no. like, man, why is Ryan so fixated on these old lady nipples? Because like, oh, they're, they're there. there. Like, why do they... They obviously felt the need to include those for some reason, right? <laughs> like, that that's a character design. design. They, they no, did that on totally purpose. No, you're totally right. They put nipples on a They made it show puppet. through the clothes. Like, they did. 
was it was a choice somebody made. This probably is not Henson. The last time <laughs> Henson would go full force on the nipples, right, so I will pull true. you up the Gonzo scene where he has nipples. Guys. Yeah, it's I amazing. Don't, I don't remember that. It's but you amazing. also didn't remember Augur's nipples being that prominent. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember her nipples being that pronounced. I re- I knew what you were talking about though. When did you see Gonzo's nipples? Mm, in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, I actually have never seen that one. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So Gonzo is the Tin Man, and uh, Kermit is the Scarecrow, and he uh, Gonzo is showing all the different parts on him and what these cool like Inspector Gadget things do, and then Kermit reaches out and touches one of his nipples, and he's like, "What does that do?" And Gonzo just says, "Those are my nipples." <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's and I was the like, sentence. All like, right. I remember being completely <laughs> flabbergasted. That they, sounds like a better version of The Wizard of Oz, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they just look like little toggles that you just flip, and I'm like, oh my. Is that not how nipples work? <laughs> Is Fozzie the, the lion? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who's, who's Dorothy? Uh, Ashanti. Oh, so it's not like Miss Piggy or something? Miss Piggy plays all four witches. Yes. All four witches. <laughs> the two good and the two bad. One that is tracks. a one-eyed uh, biker who rides her motorcycle in the sky. It's pretty great. All right. Like, this movie is fucked. You guys should watch it. <laughs> I'm not- getting more and more interested as time goes <laughs> on. Know, right? I've never seen this. I gotta check it out. <laughs> not quite Return of the Oz fucked, but still pretty fucked. All righty, then. So what do you guys think of the Gartham? Did you find them scary? No. No, the Gartham, like, were intimidating for sure. And, of course, it's incredibly sad when they attack the Landstriders and, you know, both the Landstriders die. That's, like, on the level of uh, the horse in the never-ending story for me. attacks. Really? Watching those, dude, those Gartham just destroy that Landstrider on the ground. They just, like, rip it. It's implied that they just, like, rip it apart and kill it. No, you're right. We just don't get a lot of, like... Screen time with the Land Strider. I don't know. I've always don't liked get the that much time with Artex either. I like. guess it's different because these these were just like random Land Striders that that Kira finds, whereas like Artax is she doesn't really his find horse. them. She summons them. They come to help her. Yeah. Right. I know, but I don't like. We don't know that she knew them or anything. They like sacrificed that. themselves and that's, to and save her. It's a sad scene. I just putting it on the same level. I put it on that level as never any story. I, I think the most damaging part to me is watching the essence get sucked out of all the podlings. Yeah, it's pretty oh, disturbing. That, that is dark. Sad because it's like only, us working our jobs. Uh, basically, every <laughs> day faster. our essence is getting sucked out every day. Well, like we see the podling slaves. At the very beginning and all throughout, and we're like, oh, my God, they look so sad. But, you know, that's what years of slavery does to somebody. It breaks you down. But then we see the actual essence being sucked out right in front of our faces. So it's not years of torture. It's five seconds of agonizing, mind-melting and soul-crushing. And, like, ugh, ugh, it was... It's the it's a really dark scene. It was. I think that was the most traumatizing part for me. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. It's, Do you guys wish you could dream fast with each other? Yeah. Do you absolutely. think that would be a benefit to humanity? Um, I think if consent was involved, I think if you could control it, if you could touch somebody's hand and kind of just share your past, it would make first dates go really easily. I I think that maybe. It, maybe. <laughs> I think if it just happened on contact, if you just touch somebody and all of a sudden you're connected, that would be bad. That would be very, I don't think very that's how bad. It in golf, right. Golf and culture, I don't think but. so either. 
but but it is kind of weird because they do sh- like Jen has never seen another Gelfling before, and then they're dream fasting. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, how do you consent to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a weird thing. But there's a bit of a problem fasting. with Kira because no, it's, it's unclear why she knows so much more about Gelflings than Jen. Like Jen barely knows that he is a Gelfling. Yeah. Right. Whereas Kira seems to know pretty much everything about well don't you think that could be a couple of reasons either the podlings told her more about gelflings or she remembers more from her childhood we do see a quick scene where her mom stashes her away yeah we don't know like they just they seem to be similar ages i i I always assumed that it was the pod the podlings letting her know or the animals she was communicating with i mean i don't know how clear the communication is with mm-hmm. them but you well know. so i guess c- could jen communicate with those animals too and he just doesn't no. know how i don't think he maybe he that's wasn't part of his clan and her yeah. clan because yeah. yeah. she's shown to do it with all different kinds of animals yeah so that, like it's weird because in the movie it doesn't bother me i don't care because it's just, it's just thinking of the stuff. practical world building stuff right now is... yeah it's just i'm not sure why they're so different like the well, wings fine that's a that's a sex thing but you know it could be the clans. Like all Maybe. seven yeah. clans are supposed to be incredibly different. But like being able to communicate with animals and stuff, that that's not a cultural difference. That's like a biological or a physiological difference. Not necessarily. Right. You could learn a language. That's a lot of languages. I Maybe mean, they sh- don't use many different languages, the animals. I mean, it's hard to say. It's not it's a whole different world, so it's hard to say exactly how ecology works on Thra, but mm-hmm. yeah. I guess. Yeah. It just it seems like then she would just have to know a lot of different languages. Well, it's not like she's having full conversations with them either. She's communicating basic things, so maybe she just knows a couple different phrases. And if it's hard to say, it's more likely that she learned it from the pod podlings than she did from the animals. But I don't know. Maybe she has her clan has the ability to dream fast with other things, so maybe she could dream fast with the animals and. Well, why wouldn't the mystics? Like why wouldn't the mystics want to teach Jen those things, especially if they knew? What well, it he sounds would like the mystics kept him in the dark about everything. Of, yeah, he, like, he didn't they, even know anything. Even though they knew that he was like the chosen. Maybe one. that's what they had to do to make so that he could be the chosen one. Because if they told him too much, then he would try and overthink it, or you know, maybe go see the Gelfling ruins on yeah, his exactly. own. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. They had to protect him. Yeah, keep okay. him keep him in the dark. That's a fair point. I could buy that. I did like that all the mystics have their like own clothing style. They yeah. all look different. Um, and I look, I, I just, their the mystics roles are and cool jobs design. I felt were more pronounced than the Skeksis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a cool design too. I love mm-hmm. the like way they walk, but they have these four arms mm-hmm. and, you know, they sing. I think that's wonderful. You know? Yeah. Though most of them, of their time in the movie is basically their own Lord of the Rings walk. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're just walking, like, Waddle, waddling movie. all the way up to Mount Doom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you guys should have been a little bit closer to the Skeksis. I think I don't know why uh, that, that seems dangerous. When Gartham, they just send Gartham out on a whim to come destroy your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Except that they, I mean, they didn't ever attack the the uh, mystics that way, really. So, right. I mean, why would they? I mean, they, we don't know. In the very beginning, they could have. That's true. Yeah, but at some point, one of them is going to figure out, hey, we should stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> We're connected. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're fine. You could live next door to each it's other. It's probably the same reason why, like, even when the mystics showed up to the castle, uh, they, did they not didn't go get and attacked. Attack them. Yeah, they yeah. didn't get attacked by anybody. So it's literally suicide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else? Anything else? That asshole kicked Fizzgig into molten lava. Yeah, we didn't talk about Fizzgig. Fizzgig is great. 
you Base know, gigs like a, this little ball of dog that has four <laughs> something like four rows of teeth. I love yeah. how yeah. sad he gets when they're not going to take him on the land strider and then he throws a thing. Yeah, that you can relate to that. Anybody that has a dog can relate to that, or a right? Child's yeah. And Kira's like, fine. <laughs> and it can't, Fizzgig can't decide whether he wants to roll everywhere or jump everywhere. Like, Which he uses adorable. so many methods of locomotion in this movie. It's crazy. The rolls are funny. And the, and the, the castle yeah you know, yeah it's great mm-hmm. yeah and he's the fa- he gives he's the one that gives kira away in the yes. castle right. when they're all above the crystal right yeah that was funny there there are some interesting parallels to some of this the story and character like set up to the original star wars actually i was going to say when i was watching this and of course henson designed all the puppets for star wars or had a huge hand in uh the creature design that it's a shame Dark Crystal didn't take off the way Star Wars did because it could have been the fantasy version of this. He created, you know, new languages and whole world for this and had a whole mythology and, you know, history. So it it could have been the fantasy version. We we But instead we got Lord of the Rings like 30 years later. So like, it's, it's interesting because if you want to compare some of these characters, like, so... Jen is Han Solo, Kira is Leia, mm. you know, Fizzgig is Chewie, of course. Um, There's so many similarities, but also Agra, incredible differences at the Agra's same time. Agra is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's the best The Mystic ever. Master is Yoda. Like there's just there's a lot of character similarities. Obviously, this the story is incredibly different, but right. they still go to like essentially the Death Star. <laughs> I would argue that Agra is Yoda. You would argue that Agra is Yoda? Mm-hmm. I could see that too. Yeah, they travel to Agra in order to get uh, information about what they're supposed to be doing to well, progress their journey. I would say Jen is probably. I mean, Obi Wan seeks too, out being the Luke. chosen one. Yeah, not Han. Yeah, I don't really see a Han parallel with him at all. But maybe Fizzgig's Han. <laughs> Fizzgig. Fizzgig can be whoever he wants to be. Okay, let's just who's who's I just Chamberlain. Did that for the anyway. Who's Chamberlain? Yeah, it, isn't it? Um, the uh, Lando, maybe no, because no. Lando wasn't actually evil. Yeah, that doesn't matter because yeah. like it, it's that would be interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Join us next week for our yeah our, our fan <laughs> our, our fan pitch for uh, Dark Crystal no, crossover yeah, with the Star Wars. I thought that so many times. I was like, this could have been like an amazing trilogy of films. I would have loved to see that world get bigger and bigger when I was a kid and not wait until I was a full it was just, but at least it's aging happening. adult. The second movie would just be a bunch of gelfling sex. I mean, I want to see it. <laughs> you should see their mating dance. <laughs> Which one dances? They Which both one dance. Ooh, they both dance. Okay. The woman starts it. The female gelfling. Of course. I mean, the female starts dancing in this house, too. Kira had to do everything. That's right. (laughs) Poor Jen. He was kind kind of He just wanted to do the right thing. I know. But nobody would tell him what to do. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's not that he's inept or anything like that. He just... Nobody tells him anything. Kira told him to stop so many times. She saved his butt quite a few, but she also was like, yeah, don't Yeah, he was ready to go this. with the Chamberlain, and he was ready to, to make peace with the Skeksis, which is actually a pretty brave thing well, in itself, too. So that's an interesting thing we didn't talk about, because it seemed like Chamberlain was like hypnotizing him. Yeah, it, yeah, they do kind of imply that there was something going on, and that Kira was stepping in, but you don't, like... I don't know. He gets kind of like glossy. Yeah, exactly. The puppets were supposed to have these penetrating stairs so that the 
different Skeksy were completely terrifying. Like, a terror. I don't know, a lot of horrors in the eyes. And either if they're really dead or really, like, fixated or something. So that could have been part of it. But also, Jen could have just been standing there weighing his options. Like, should I... Sure, when I'm thinking like, about something and somebody's talking to me, I might look glazed over, too. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I think if they were humans, we would have thought they were being hypnotized. I just think they couldn't. No, you're totally right. Like that's, It's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. But either way, it was a good thing Kira was there. Well, yeah. That's kind of that's the moral of the story. That's the message of the Dark yeah. Crystal. Always bring Kira with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just... And always small, have a bath. The small scene. I'm having a bath! <laughs> What was that God, scene? God. So random. <laughs> they oh. had to make a little baby girl. Yeah, like for this one scene to have a bath. Mm-hmm. I don't know the the one line that always sticks with me is when he's ha- he finally gets to teach Kira something, which is writing, and she goes, "What's writing?" And he goes, "Words that stay." <laughs> <laughs> and that it's line true. always stuck with me. <laughs> and now Derek writes all the time. I do. My words stay very often. <laughs> It's <laughs> true. I've always said that about you. Uh, well, guys, do you have any other thoughts on the Dark Crystal? Looking forward to uh, the chance to be able to talk about the show with yeah, Rachel. It's going to uh, be awesome. The uh, the score is quite beautiful. In yes, this movie. it is. I really we already like talked about how all the songs are bangers. <laughs> Did we? Well, we mentioned the pod. Pod yeah, you t- no, no, I'm not talking uh, about the score. Yeah, I know, it's a yeah, not, not it is, the, yeah, and very iconic. Scene, yeah. But yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. Very mm-hmm. in tone. It it just, The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, Never Ending Story, those kinds of movies were my favorites growing up. So well, The 80s had great scores in all their movies like mm-hmm. that. So A lot of them did. Not all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them. But um, that kind of film, though, when there is that type of puppetry involved, is always going to grab my attention. So. Yep. So you guys are going to watch the uh, behind the scenes and read the entire visual encyclopedia before the show comes out next Friday, yes. right? Yes. Yes. That's that's what well, I'm doing instead of sleeping tonight. We Perfect. actually can't watch the show until Labor Day. Oh, yeah. So we're going to binge it on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. How many episodes is it? Is it 10? 10. 10. Yeah. I'll probably try and watch a couple episodes a day and not burn myself out on it. That's not a bad idea. I mean, that's what we did with Stranger Things, and it was much more... No, Stranger Things, we watched all in one day. Good Omens, we did that, and it was... Yeah, we did four or six episodes. We we did three days, but... But yeah, it was Age a bit more enjoyable then. We're not reviewing it on this show. No, we are not. We we've kind of stopped doing TV reviews on this on particular this show. show. Yeah. I feel that like when we try and do an entire se- season or series, sometimes we gloss over a lot of things. We do. We miss a lot of details. So, um, I have started a new fantasy TV review podcast. Big reveal. Big reveal. No guys. big reveal. No big reveal. Not yet. You can't tell them what it's called yet. I'm not going to tell you what it's called. The concept is I review a couple episodes of a fantasy TV series in each podcast with one other guest. Sometimes it's going to be these guys because, of course, there's a ton of overlap. Sometimes it's going to be other familiar Plus, faces. we have a lot of free time. So. I'm also just yeah. here. Yeah, Derek's always here. <laughs> you are. You're always here, man. You got to get out more, Derek. <laughs> I try, but, you know, video but games. <laughs> no, no other news on it at this moment is already underway. You know, we're, this is going to happen. We'll have a few episodes, but. We're looking at a September release. Yeah. So next month. So it's not too far off. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not too far behind the release of the actual show. No. It'll be a few weeks, but not. 
too much. It'll still be enough for people to binge, not enough for it to be uh, no longer relevant. Yeah. But I'm also going to go back and review shows that have been out for a few years. I can't help that the podcast is debuting now and not a few years ago. So, right. Plenty of content. So, keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. All right, guys. So, that's going to wrap us up this evening. Uh, Of course. You can join us every Tuesday on twitch.tv slash heroes podcast, or you can catch the podcast every Thursday on most podcast players, Apple Music, Spotify, what? Apple Podcasts is a separate app now. Oh my God. I, every I didn't time, do it. I didn't do it. Every time, Your guys. Fault, every time. He just always gives me a look and I know I effed up. <laughs> I could write it all down. <laughs> no, because it's just going to change. Because just... every time I get it, the next week it's different. Okay? Okay. It is. Okay. You hush. Okay. It's true, Derek. Okay. I'm on her side. Thank you. Anyway, you can follow us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can follow the Heroes Podcast Network, heroespodcast.com, or Heroes Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To follow us individually, you have Buster Props on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You have the Star Trek Dude with Derek on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you have me at Siren Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, that's that's going to do it, guys. I think that's it. So we'll see you next week. What are we talking about next week? Martial arts films. That's right. Derek so and Rachel exciting. are going to be watching a lot of martial arts films we in the next are. week. I'm so excited. No, we're prepping for this because this is a big one. So, Ryan, you requested this topic like quite three a years long ago. Time. Yeah, a Not quite year that ago. Long. It's at least five years ago, guys. <laughs> I've only before known you even, five years. Before, before we, we even, even knew met, each I other, I got this weird Facebook message. I'm sorry, Zanga message yeah. back in high school from wow. this guy named Ryan. Yeah. Well, I was in high school. You guys were in elementary school. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we just discussed this. Yeah. I was clearly in college at that time since I'm 58 years That's true. old. I forgot you were so old. Yeah. So, yes, we will be talking martial arts films next week. Ryan, do you want to add any color to that commentary? Uh, no. We're going to focus well mostly said. on uh, international foreign ones. We're not yeah, talking about a so lot of American. We're not going to hit. Well, I don't I don't think we're going to be talking about what a lot of purists would call classics. Um, we're going to be hitting more like. Um, Early Jackie Chan movies, some Bruce Lee movies, uh, and going into the, some more modern stuff. Your main goal is to hit the major players, especially the Chinese, Japanese, rather rather than like individual iconic movies. Yes, right. I'd rather have you know a good discussion the, of Donnie Yen and Jet Li and Jackie Chan and Bruce maybe Lee. Bruce Lee, of course. Obviously, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Like, America <laughs> had this phase where we tried to have martial artists with Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal and John Claude Van Damme, but it didn't last, and they were all very weird movies that you should not ever repeat viewing. So, Street Fighter. Well, we're going to watch that one later for funsies. Like. <laughs> Kick, Bloodsport, Kickboxer. I mean, I could go on and on. Double Team, where he teamed up with Dennis Rodman. Doesn't that sound awful, though? Like... I'd rather watch Demolition Man. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Double anyway. team was kind of a joke, but the other ones were okay. Anyway. JCVD was my favorite of all of, of all of those. So again, not really reviewing things next week, just discussing all the cool films and the a whole new genre um, to our podcast. We don't really talk about martial arts film. And we hope you join us. So we'll see you next week, guys. 